Welcome back to another edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Turkin, alongside my co-host, Joe Serrero. And it is time for us to start diving into this schedule. And we have an interesting one this week. Joe, we'll start over in Winston-Salem. Number three, Dudley, will travel over to the Twin City to uh, take on Parkland, a Parkland team 9-0 and so far this year. Yeah, this is a huge game uh, in the conference in the Piedmont Triad 3A. Uh, both teams have already beaten Southwest. Uh, neither has played Mount Tabor, which is also 3-0 in the conference, but 4-4 overall. Uh, this looks like the de facto conference championship game. Uh, Dudley has kind of bounced back from uh, a loss a few weeks ago to Southeast Guilford. Uh, they also had a loss to Page, but that game turned into a forfeit. That was a 28-7 game. And even that one was pretty close. Dudley got itself into a lot of trouble with bad snaps on on punts in that game uh, that were basically the equivalent of block punts or or runbacks against them that that really caused problems. But the thing that's different about Dudley since those two losses is the quarterback position. They have moved uh, Taiwan Young to quarterback from wide receiver. He's given them a little bit of a spark. Uh, He did not throw the ball particularly well against Western Guilford uh, last Friday night. Dudley did play. Uh, after the hurricane, it was their homecoming game. It was a 42-21 Dudley win. As I said, uh, Taiwan Young, he, he had left some plays on the field where he had guys open and just overthrew them, particularly a couple of deep balls to Michael Wyman, who had people beat, and he just didn't get the ball to him, didn't get enough air, well, didn't get enough air under it, overthrew him. But the positive thing coming out of that game for Dudley, despite the score being maybe a little closer than we would have thought, was uh, a sophomore running back, Najee Davis, who came up from the JVs uh, for the first time. Six carries, 63 yards, three touchdowns, touchdowns on his first two touches in the game, 29-yard run and a nine-yard run. And that young man at about 5'9", 170, 175, is much more explosive in the open field, elusive fast than the other Dudley running backs. Not that they're bad. Nashawn Wilhite is, is a bull running with the bull. Ronald Darby is a solid runner. I mean, they, they, they I'm sorry, Marlon Darby. They've got some solid uh, backs. Dudley has to be able to run the ball to beat Parkland. Parkland's defense, he, he, you know what kind of talent they have on that side of the ball, Spencer. Yeah, uh, they certainly do. Uh, a linebacking core that has been phenomenal for former Grimsley head coach Martin Samick. Uh, Really, just uh, I, I know that one of the guys over there recently broke your heart, Joe, uh, decommitting from West Virginia. But uh, but this Parkland defense has been absolutely phenomenal, and uh, it's going to be probably the stiffest test that Dudley has had all year. Yeah, and and uh, the the player you referenced, Lee Pogba, he's also a pretty good running back. Uh, he's six two, about two ten, and can really run. And that's a load to bring down for a defense. But Dudley's got the kind of defense. Defensive tackle Peyton Page has been been good for multiple tackles for loss every game. Two great linebackers, Geronte Davis, Landon Johnson. They've got the kind of group that can contain him. And also uh, a pretty good sophomore quarterback, Camian Shell at Parkland. Uh, one of the, the closest Parkland has come lately to a loss. They were down 17-0 to Smith because Shell didn't play in the first half, had a bone bruise. They brought him back in the second half, pulled away, won that game 34-20. But this is going to be a really good football game. I know uh, most fans aren't going to want to, other than Dudley fans, aren't going to want to drive all the way over to uh, Deaton Thompson Stadium. But this one, I think, would be worth the trip. Uh, it most certainly would. 
Uh, let's shift our attention quickly to uh, number four, Page, at High Point Central. Joe, just another Metro 4A battle. Uh, Page, uh, right now, looks like the favorite in this one. Yeah, I, th- I think in this game, and, and until proven differently, the Metro 4A, yeah, they're 3-5, and five, but three of the losses are forfeits because they used to, they had in uniform two academically ineligible players. The two losses, 14-7 a rag in a tight game, 42-14, they, they just got manhandled by, handled by East Forsyth. But Page, if they take care of business this week, on October 26th, they will be making a trip that they used to make every year, now make every other year, to Jameson Stadium over at Grimsley. And Grimsley is sitting with an off week at 5-4 and four overall, 2-0 and oh in the Metro 4A. That game this year could be interesting for the first time in quite a while. I went back, looked over the numbers. Since Grimsley last won in that series in, in, 19, in 2006, a 21-10 Grimsley win since then, Page has just dominated. 453 points to 122. Page has scored at least 41 points in the last nine meetings. It has it's a rivalry in name only in the last nine to eleven years. But this year, on October 26th, I think that has a chance to be a pretty interesting game. I still think Page is the favorite until somebody knocks them off in the Metro 4A. But if they take care of business as they should at High Point Central this week, that October 26th game at James. Stadium is going to be loud and very interesting. Uh, it most certainly will. Now we shift our attention to the Mid-Piedmont 3A. Joe, uh, a second place battle going on between Eastern Guilford and Southern Alamance. This one has uh, has a real chance to be a terrific ball game. Yeah, first of all, shout out to Southeast Guilford, a 37-24 win at Eastern Guilford last week that for all intents and purposes, locks up the Mid-Piedmont 3A title for the Falcons. Their only loss this season, 28-27 in overtime at Northwest. They're playing really, really good football right now. Very explosive on offense, something they weren't early in the year. They've kind of found what really works for them. So that left Eastern Guilford with a loss to Southeast, Southern Alamance with a loss to Southeast. This game more than likely will determine second place in that conference. These are the three strong teams in the league. Southern Alamance, you know what you're going to get with them. It's a Fritz Essenthaler coach team. They're going to be physical. They're going to run the football very well. They'll hit an occasional pass, but it's more of a, a just something if they think they can catch you with a deep ball. Eastern Guilford, Got off to a really rough start last week against Southeast. Sophomore quarterback Kamel Smith threw three interceptions. He hadn't thrown one all year. That really hurt them. He's got to grow up a little bit going into this game, settle down a little bit. Hezekiah Newby's been most of the offense that they can count on as a running back. Eastern Guilford still has a good defense. That 37 points they gave up says more about the turnovers they committed than what they're capable of capable of on defense. I look for this to be a fairly low-scoring game, but uh, uh, I know you like Southern Alamance in this one. I like Eastern Guilford. I think it'll be a very good football game down there in Graham. Yeah, I, I definitely think it will, too. Uh, uh, I think Southern Alamance in this one going to possess the ball uh, for a long enough period of time that they're going to be able to wear down Eastern Gilbert, but we shall find out here uh, in just a couple of days. Uh, the last game I want to turn our attention to is a top 10 battle, number 9 Ragsdale and number 10 Northwest Gilbert. Uh, both teams really need this one if they want to stay in this Metro 4A playoff talk. Yeah, uh, Ragsdale uh, had a week off 
getting ready for this one. They're already 0-1 in the Metro 4A, but 5-3. The loss was to Grimsley pretty decisively at Ragsdale. That, that game kind of told us that Grimsley looks like they're for real this year. Northwest is coming off of a 26-6 loss to Page at Page. This is a game where uh, Nor both teams have to avoid turnovers, but especially Northwest. Page's defense really gave quarterback Johnny Pagano a hard time last week. Picked off three passes, sacked him seven times. You know, Northwest has to do a better job of protecting him to let Cam Cloud and some of their playmakers get their hands on the ball and make some plays. You know, Ragsdale's just a good, solid football team. It's kind of hard to know where they're going to fall in the Metro 4A. That loss to Grimsley was not a good one for them, but they've got a chance with Northwest still to play, with Page to play later in the season to still make a little bit of a run in that conference. And I want to just touch on another game to another game maybe worth traveling over to uh, Winston-Salem for, maybe not. Number eight, Southwest Guilford at Mount Tabor. Both of these teams are kind of playing second fiddle to Dudley and Parkland in that conference, but Mount Tabor's 3-0, and they've won the conference last year. They graduated a lot of talent from that team, 4-4 four four overall, but 3-0 in the conference. Meanwhile, Southwest Guilford hasn't played since September 28th. They had an off week in there. Their game at, against Smith last week rescheduled. Their last loss, 30-8 at Dudley. They're 0-2 in the Piedmont Triad 3A. But their conference record's a little bit misleading because they've already played Parkland and Dudley. So if they can get past Mount Tabor, third place is a definite possibility for the Cowboys. They've got to be a little bit better, a little bit more efficient offensively, particularly in the passing game. But this is a game I could see the Cowboys going over there and winning. Yeah, at the same time, you mentioned the schedule for, uh, for Southwest Guilford. Same thing, though, for the schedule for Mount Tabor. Uh, conference wins, including North Forsyth, which has not won a game this year, Western Guilford, and Ben L. Smith. So uh, Mount Tabor about to get their first real test of the season as well. Yeah, back uh, backloaded schedule for Mount Tabor, front-loaded schedule for Southwest Guilford. They're kind of meeting here in the middle on their way to, in Southwest case to the easier games on Mount Tabor's way to the hard games. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk podcast. Make sure you continue to Follow us on Twitter at Turkin35 and at Joe Serrera NR as we get you set for the week in high school football. And make sure you tune in next week as we get you set for Page and Grimsley. It's rivalry week in Greensboro. This has been another edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. We'll talk with you next week. Take care, everybody.